Do 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 do. Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. And I'm Errol Koenig. The one and only. He joins us again. Thank you for being here, Errol. I know you're a busy man. Well, thank you so much for having me on our podcast that we share. Uh, it, it, it's nice when you include me on, on these things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I tried to do it uh, without you, here. but, you know, it's just not the same. That is true. However, we have learned a couple weeks ago, or probably a couple months ago now, we did the Iron Fist Legion podcast, and we can't do this without you, so... It's true. Watch it, mister. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we are back after a brief summer hiatus. Turns out, when you have jobs, you have to do stuff. Yeah. So. And it's hard to go see movies when buses don't run. That's very true. That's very true. However, I have seen a ton of movies... Um, and I will get into it with a couple of the ones that we've seen recently um, coming up soon. But before, roll the trailers and hit up some news. All right, trailer time. So starting off with my personal favorite uh, is mm-hmm. Marvel's Inhumans uh, dropped their trailer, and it looks really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this show. Yeah, you know, it'll be half in... Well, it's being shot entirely in IMAX, but you can go see the first couple episodes in theaters, right? Yeah, the first two episodes are going to be shown in IMAX theaters, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Because uh, it's going to be really cool. They're putting a lot of a lot into this series, uh, even recreating all of Adelan, which I probably am pronouncing wrong, but that's, I guess, the kingdom of where all the Inhumans are, Adelan. Yeah, not um, Adelaide so that's cool. in Australia. You know, no, no, not not that at all. But uh, I'm really excited to, to you know finally see this on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a taste of Inhumans and uh, Agents of Shield, and you know we're finally getting the whole, the big thing, yeah, the real thing now. This uh, is this Black isn't Bolt, connected Medusa. to Agents of Shield, is it? Not directly. I mean, it's all in the MCU, mm-hmm. so there will be connections as. As has been stated on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it is all connected. Mm-hmm. Everything. Um, so there will be probably some connections, and I can easily see this show uh, having some overlaps with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. more easily than you know, the movies. Yeah. So if there is going to be overlap, this is probably going to be the franchise to do it. But I'm really excited because, you know, we finally get our first look at a bunch of, I guess, the core Inhumans, Black Bolt, Medusa, um, Maximilius, I think is his name. I don't know, Ramsey Bolton is what I'm (laughs) going to call him until I learn better. A ton of other ones, uh, including my favorite Inhuman of all time, Lockjaw. By far my favorite. Isn't that a a disease or something? Uh, Technically... (laughs) <laughs> in the real world it is however in marvel it is a significantly better thing uh-huh. uh, and by that i mean it's a giant dog that can teleport oh yes that's yes. Like, so that was the I, giant I, dog okay that's that awesome. was the giant dog his name is lockjaw and he's the best i <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i didn't think they were going to include him in the show mm. i thought they would have just gotten like the normal people because it is a tv show normally they go with lower budget you know yeah stuff uh, but you know what? They did Lockjaw, and yeah, I'm really excited. It seems like they've they've pulled out all the stops for this one. 
yeah, IMAX wanted to really make something happen with this show. So I am happy that they're putting in the time and effort into doing Adelan and the Inhumans justice. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next trailer that I'm also excited for, uh, mm-hmm. Jumanji, the reboot starring you know Dwayne Johnson in it. Yes. Uh, and Kevin Hart and Karen Gillan and Jack Black. Yeah. So lots of big stars in this one, and yeah, it looks Both really, four. It looks like four it's big, going to be a four big really stars. fun, really yeah. fun movie. The, the trailer looks awesome. Uh, I'm really excited about the basic premise that they show in the trailer is that instead of a board game, this Jumanji is the video game, and instead of the vi- instead of the game coming out into the world, mm-hmm. the players go inside the game. Yeah. Um, so it is totally different from, I guess, the original, I guess, movie with yeah. Robin Williams, mm-hmm. which I'm going to be honest, I'm not mad at because, yeah. you know, it's, if they made it too similar, it would have probably not done nearly as well. Yeah. Or it, it, it would have been, it would have been trying too hard to, you know, to recreate the magic. And I think by going this new route. It will still, I guess, get some of the magic that the original, you know, franchise had, but is moving forward in a new direction, which should should be fresh. Yeah, and should be should be entertaining. Yeah, I think if you're gonna do a reboot of something that was as iconic as you know Robin Williams in the original Jumanji, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta reimagine it a little bit. You gotta update it a little bit. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks really good. It looks like it'll be funny. Lots of action. You know, yeah. teenagers I mean, the, learning this... how to live in, you know, middle-aged men's mm-hmm. bodies. Yeah, well, I mean, this trailer did not show a lot, which is what I like to see in a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, not much. But, like, we got the basic premise, probably got, like, the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Maybe they probably, like, gave away that. But once they get, I guess, sucked into the video game, all we get to see is a little bit of action and them realizing they're new characters. Which is all I really need to know, mm-hmm. I guess, going forward. Thinking of and seeing, you know, all these teenagers inside these, you know, middle-aged people's bodies. I'm really hopeful about this movie for pretty much one reason. What's that? Jack Black acting like a stuck-up teenage <laughs> girl is going to be amazing. Oh, yes. And I am so much more excited about that one detail than I was about anything else <laughs> up until now. So it's, I'm, I'm, I am now excited for this movie where before I was, eh. I totally feel you, you know, yeah. it's going to be very funny, but also, you know, like you said, we don't really know anything about the plot or the game mm-hmm. Jumanji itself. So, you know, so we'll, yeah, we'll find out they didn't give away, I guess, any act breaks except for maybe, the beginning of the first um but it should be cool to see what they do we, we don't know how they're gonna get out they probably showed maybe a little bit of those fight scenes but for us it just looked like they were beating up animals yeah which is looked cool because they also kind of have superpowers mm-hmm. in like a weird video game type way but like also it's still kind of real i don't know it's weird but yeah i like it same yeah 
but they did also so, announce, you know, in the trailer, you get to know, you know, the name of the movie. Yes, they released the full title. Yes. Of Jumanji. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which I think is great, uh, because of course they have Welcome to the Jungle playing in the background of the whole trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a good title. I mean, granted. I'm kind of curious how they got that right. The, those rights from uh, ACDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, ACDC. I'm I meant Gun, Guns and Roses. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just you just defended I, like all six of our listeners. That's true. I really, it's just more of myself from middle school. When I was really <laughs> into into that type of hard rock. Mm-hmm. It's Guns and Roses were one of my favorite bands until I learned Axl Rose was anti-Semite. No. Oh. So. Whoops. Yeah. So. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. At least he's not Hitler. I mean, good, yes, true. That's just a good motto in life. <laughs> and anyone pissing you off, at least they're not Hitler. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, but on top of that, we got a couple, or we got another new title mm-hmm. that has been released. This one is a little bit bigger. Um, you could probably call it. Jurassic in size, which I... almost works as a pun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's but... just as many people fighting animals in it. Yes. I mean, I assume. And also, also it's about dinosaurs, if we're not hitting it on the head <laughs> hard enough. Yes. Uh, they finally announced the full title for Jurassic World 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. That's, sorry. Mm-hmm. Starring sorry, the new Electric Pokemon. I mean, dinosaurs. Yes. It's exactly it. No, the new title is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. You know, in case you couldn't tell that it's a soft reboot of, you know, Jurassic Park Lost World or whatever it was called. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, but. However, this movie's going to be different because Chris Pratt's in it. <laughs> and there's going to be. Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be doing stuff, probably. Actually, no, he's he died. Yeah. Never mind. But his friends will. Yeah. His friends will be, you know, raking in the havoc. Right? Yeah. That's the yeah. phrase. And and the the math guy from the first movie is in here, so it's totally he's not different. Not dead yet, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, and most importantly, like most importantly of all, uh huh, Jeff Goldblum's coming back. Yeah, and I think that reason alone is is, is enough to get excited. I just want to see it, him it, and Chris Pratt have a conversation. I mean, if if dinosaurs weren't enough, I think Jeff Goldblum, speaking of ancient artifacts, is more than enough to <laughs> to mm-hmm. bring bring crowds in uh, to the pod, or to the uh, movie. So yeah, yeah. So. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom looks like it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in a well, dinosaurs we'll eating we have... people kind of way. Yes, I mean, all we've seen is the is the trailer or not the trailer. We haven't seen the trailer. We have the all we've seen is the poster. Yeah, all we've seen is the poster. We haven't seen a trailer yet. Um, but on the poster, it has the Jurassic World logo. But on the bottom, it has its slogan: "Life finds a way." Dun dun dun. And this. 
this is significant because this is a line from the one, the only Ian Malcolm, also known as Jeff Goldblum, Mm -hmm. uh, in the first movie. So So it's going to be totally different from the original movies. Yeah. I mean, but it's going to be cool. I mean, yes. It's exciting. And (laughs) Jeff Goldblum is going to be there. And he makes everything better, really. It's true. Yeah. Including, hopefully, Thor Ragnarok. But we haven't gotten to Marvel yet. Yeah. Or have we? <gasps> Surprise! Marvel news. Yes. Yes. Kevin Feige. Feige? That's how you say it, right? Feige. Yeah, Feige. Feige. Okay. Kevin no, Feige. Feige's the Ghostbuster guys. Mm-hmm. The Ghostbusters guy. Yeah. Yeah. The Lady Buster dude. Yeah. Lady Buster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Feige, yes. Kevin yes, Feige. so he announced that the first movie after Avengers 4, so like the second half of Infinity Wars or whatever it ends up being. Yes, currently untitled because it gives away a spoiler for Avengers 3. Yep. So. So. They, they announced it. They announced the first movie in Phase 4. Mm-hmm. It will be... Spider-Man Homecoming 2, or, you know, whatever it's called. But it'll be a Spider-Man Sp- movie. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Electric, Electric Bo- Boogaloo. No. I said that. Yeah. I know. You know. Yeah. But, you know, the, a- the, the electric villain will be there, and the, you know, it, it'll be a good movie. Totally. And by, by Electric Villain, that's if they go with the title Electric Boogaloo. I mean, of course. Um, however, it is... It is unlikely that they do that because there's also been more news where Kevin Feige has talked about uh, for the second Spider-Man movie. He wants to keep going down this path like he's gone down with the vulture of villains that have so far not been seen in Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Which is very exciting because we don't need another Electro or another Green Goblin yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. So, I uh, should be cool. I'm very glad for that uh, because, you know, we've seen the Green Goblin origin as much as we've seen, you know, the Spider-Man origin. So Yeah. But yeah, no, but I'm I'm really excited for this first Homecoming, mm-hmm. this first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um it already has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes after, you know, 50 some odd reviews. Yep. And we got what a week to go. Oh, is it really only? Oh, wow. Yep, it's only a week. Well, I'm I'm very excited now. Mm-hmm. Got it marked on my I can, calendar. I'm ready. I, I I can hardly keep my web shooters intact. <laughs> Please control yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. This uh, next Spider-Man movie, really all of Marvel movies uh, included in that bunch, Black Panther. Yeah. They finally released their trailer, mm-hmm. um, which is really exciting. Ryan Coogler's directing it, um, and really, this movie looks kind of awesome. Yeah, it looks really awesome. Yeah, kind of really awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, it looks good. I haven't seen this trailer since it came out, which was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, because of my whole trailer thing, which I've gone into detail about before mm-hmm. on this podcast and I don't I don't need to 
talk about it further. I don't need to see it again. Um, but it looked cool. Uh, I'm always a fan of Michael B. Jordan, and he's there. Yep. And Black Panther's there, and Wakanda looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And, yep. yeah, all good things. They they did a very good job kind of uh, trying to, you know, capture the, the aesthetic of an African nation, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, the opening scene is of uh what's his name the the guy Delante? no no is it the, not Delante? no it's not oh the, it's the, philip it's philip it might be greg <laughs> yeah no uh uh the t'challa no the one who My first stole the vibranium uh who got oh, his arm yeah, cut claw. off yeah claw, claw. ulysses claw mm-hmm. yeah it's like he got captured and he's telling uh martin oh, freeman yeah, I about, about that yeah so i like him too mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of andy circus yeah he's gonna be great too so he's got a lot a lot of big big people in this you know and we didn't really see anything that i remember of anyone else any other like any of the other superheroes in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it'll mostly be a, uh, you know, Black Panther centric movie, which which is, is great. Good. And I think yeah. I think in the MCU sometimes they get a little bit caught up with world building mm-hmm. and having a standalone you know, movie that can easily separate itself out from the rest of the MCU is definitely something. Yeah. That would be that would be great because, you know, Black Panther's a great character and there's lots of stuff to get into. And I think cluttering all that with, you know, more Marvel stuff, although I would enjoy it, might make the movie less interesting and drag and, you know. Yeah. Not not as good as it could be. Definitely. You know, and so. since they're, you know, we saw Black Panther in Civil War, but... Mm-hmm. You know, having him, we need a, a better introduction to him, or at least I think, you know, anyone who doesn't read the comics needs a better introduction to Black Panther, yeah. and so he needs a, a yeah, real solo movie. Yeah, because I don't really know that much about the character itself. Um, I haven't read too many of his comics. I did read the uh, first edition in the the newest one, mm-hmm. uh, the first issue in the newest one, written by uh, to. Uh, Coates is his last name. I don't want to butcher his first name. <laughs> Tanisi Coates. I don't know. It's Coates, and mm-hmm. he's he's a great writer. And he's um, the first issue was really good. Um, haven't gotten too too far into it, but I don't know Black Panther's origin story. I mean, we know it's not his dad dying because he was already Black Panther before that happened. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> Speaking of dead dads, uh, <laughs> back to Spider Man. <laughs> oh no, I, w- I was going to go a different route and switch things over. Still in Disney. Oh, that's true. We talk about Han Solo. See that that transition <laughs> had layers. It had layers. So it's, many. It was it was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. So we're going to we're talking about the newest uh, rumors coming out about the Han Solo movie, mm-hmm. which. You know, although he did die, 
in episode seven. Uh, this is a prequel and was originally supposed to be directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who have made a bunch of other great things like the Lego movie. Um, you know, they do Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a really great team and they make a bunch of great stuff. However, they got into a little bit of a tussle with the Lucasfilm people. Yep. And they got fired. They had creative differences. Yes, creative differences. Um, apparently what I've been hearing is that uh, they wanted to, I guess, do some improvising and kind of go a little bit off book with you know, what they were doing with Han. And Lucas said no. Mm-hmm. That's a bad idea. And turns out Lucas has more power and did what they wanted to do. Yep. Um, so normally what we would do in this scenario is we would speculate wildly about who they should hire next. But unfortunately, uh, they took us. They took that from us. Yes. Damn. That being said, fortunately, they got a pretty great director, Academy Award winning director, mm-hmm. and Ron Howard to mm-hmm. step in, uh, step in Lord Miller's place. Yeah. Um, so they should be pretty good. I like Ron Howard, and I, I think he's a great director. Um, you know, recent movies aside, uh, <laughs> I don't think we need to remind people of Inferno or I think it was in the heart of the sea was the other one. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If I got that title right, that's a good pull by me. I'm giving myself <laughs> full props because although the movie was big budget, no one saw it. So mm-hmm. that being said, Ron Howard, uh, is a good director and I think a solid choice to pick up. Uh, where Lord and Miller left off, so yeah, you know, and this will be a uh, you know young Han Solo. This is a great time for him to uh, you know get back to directing great movies again. So that's true. That's very true. I I am sure. I mean, the the reason why we never had any time to speculate is because uh, Lucasfilm was so quick in trying to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. And I would assume Ron Howard was pretty high on the list, and I don't think there's any way Ron Howard would say no to working in Star Wars. Yeah. So, I can't imagine there are many people who would say no. Yeah. It's very true. Very, very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say yes. I would love to direct a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I, However, I pr- I'm not a director and yeah. would make a very bad film. That being said, if you're looking, I'm available. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've seen some of your films, and they're not that bad. They're not that good either, though. So it's it's although although Hansel is a little bit more my speed. It's true. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Enough about me. Let's move on to another topic. That's all the news we have for this week. Let's go talk about, well, more of me and my opinions about some of the latest yeah. movies. So it is summer, and a lot of movies have come out recently. Um, I wanted to, I guess, give a quick, um, I guess, run-through of some of the stuff that's been happening over the summer, because I've seen a lot of these movies. Not all of them. Uh, mainly Transformers 5. I don't need to see it. I yeah. might eventually, but I think <laughs> just, you know... 
for the sake of having or uh, for the sake of not having headaches i think i'll probably hold off until you know that makes its way to dvd um, yeah good call yeah that being said earlier this week i've already seen, seen two great movies um baby driver uh directed by edgar wright starring a lot of people and <laughs> the big sick uh which is a uh, sundance favorite um Produced by Judd Apatow, starring Kumail Nanjiani. Also great. I wanted to give my very quick review of both movies. Because um, both of them, as of right now, are currently sitting at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Everyone is really enjoying these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw Baby Driver on Tuesday. First chance I got. is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like, um, the I guess the coolest part about it is that a lot of it is synced to music. Really? And by synced to music, I don't necessarily mean in the way Guardians has their action happening while music is playing. Mm-hmm. Like, they sync the action. They sync the gunshots. They sync when the car turns the wheel. They, st- they sync everything to how the music goes. It's so cool. That sounds so cool. It is so cool. Wow. I mean, Edgar Wright, I, I mean, I haven't seen all of his other stuff. I mean, I've seen, you know, Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. But I think this is some of the stuff in this one is some of the coolest direction I've seen in the movie. Uh, so I think that that was really great. Mm-hmm. That being said, thought the movie 20 minutes too long. <laughs> you know, I prefer, you know, snappy movies. And I thought that the beginning of this movie was a little bit too long and the end was a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into details, no spoilers, um, so I don't want to ruin it because it was a great movie and I do recommend seeing it. Uh, but, you know, there was some, a couple too many loose ends that they tied up at the end. Or they did it in a way that wasn't really efficient. And They tied up too many loose ends? I mean, not that they tied up tied up too many loose ends, but you know, there was I think three or four separate scenes that could have ended the movie. Ah, okay. And it just kept going. Kept going. Not necessarily that. Like, if they ended up after the first one, there would be too many loose ends, and you know, we didn't know what happened to all these characters. But mm-hmm. you know, as it kept going, it's like, okay, let's hurry up with. Yeah, how we're doing it, but whatever. the The movie's great. The acting from you know everyone's you know across the board is great. Kevin Spacey, John Hamm, Jamie Fox, Ansel Elgort, uh, Lily Collins, um, other people I'm forgetting. <laughs> Apparently, there was a Meryl Streep cameo. Wow. So, because uh, you know why not? Exactly. Exactly. Um. So that 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 is my ten cents on baby driver all right uh now switching over to the big sick that is a rom-com about kumail nanjiani and in the movie emily gardner although the movie is based off of his real life with his wife emily v gordon who co-wrote the movie with him uh it's a really great touching story that i guess kind of goes through the world of comedy because kumail is a stand-up comedian and actor um so it's really funny across the board. Um, 
but also it's lots of you know really touching moments because um, in in the middle of the movie or I guess I guess the main point of the movie the the sick if you will mm-hmm. um, Emily gets um, Stills disease I'm pretty sure that's the name of it uh-huh. uh, it's this really rare disease that uh, is considered a disease by omission um, so they don't really know how to test for it. But mm. once they figure out they have it, they can treat it and and deal with it. Yeah. Um, so it turns out she had that disease. But, you know, she goes into a coma and there's also... And Camille has to care for her, but they just broke up because she realized because he's Pakistani. Um, his family is trying to get him set up for an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. And you know chaos and you know she finally wakes up and he realizes that he does love her and only wants to be with her but she you know still remembers him you know from their broken up you know state yeah uh in that he was going to get you know married to someone else Mm -hmm. and it's the fallout from all that i don't think any of that's i mean it kind of is a spoiler but you know it's also the premise of the movie yeah and also it's a real thing that happened Mm -hmm. written by a real life you know husband and wife so i think you would figure out kind of how how it goes yeah um but again really good really funny there's a bunch of great comedians um that did a really great job ray romano plays the dad um of emily he's great Uh, holly hunter plays the mom i mean camille is really funny he does a bunch of stand-up sets within the movie that are usually good um, except for the one that's intentionally bad. Kirk Brownholer <laughs> uh, plays a bad comedian, but is the funniest you know role in the movie. Uh, nice. Um, Bo uh, Burnham, I think his last name. Yeah. Uh, he He's in it. He's very funny. Uh, A.D. Bryant from SNL. So across the board, it's a lot of a lot of good comedy. It's really well written, really well uh, directed by Joel Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are... That is my Flash movie review on The Big Sick and Baby Driver. Nice. Yeah. Go, go see them both. They both sound see really them good. them both. Highly recommended. Yeah. So now, because I am important, we're going to keep the subject on me. Of course. Right, Ryan? Yeah. So, I have, semi-recently, or last semester uh, in school, I have, th- I did an independent study where I tried to learn about trends and, uh, you know, different things that go on in the film industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, tried to create, like, a model for... For right now, it's for predicting how well movies will do, you know, uh, its opening weekend, domestically and internationally. Yeah. As of right now, I have made a couple predictions this summer. I have been very good. Um, I guess to start off the summer, uh, the first one I did was Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was within five or six million, which is pretty good, especially because it you know made a hundred and I believe forty six. <laughs> I think one hundred and forty six domestically, which yeah. is pretty crazy, and I was a little bit over that. So I think not too bad on my part. Yeah, it's pretty good. Gets better. And then mm-hmm. Wonder Woman came out, Captain America came out, and the following weekend, The Mummy. On all three of those movies, I was within one or two million. 
And that's especially impressive for Wonder Woman because that's within 1%. Yeah. And that's not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Uh, I I have been doing pretty well Mm -hmm. on these box office predictions. Yeah. And because I have this wonderful platform Mm -hmm. caught monologuing, I have decided to share some of my predictions with you guys. So that we can hold you accountable and or toot your horn for you. Yes. There we go. Combination of the two or something like that. Um, But I guess the big movie coming out this weekend is Despicable Me 3. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very excited for this movie because I love anything animated uh, and yellow. And I like Minions, but whatever. Um, uh... After I make my prediction, we will have it out. But okay. pretty much how I come up with my prediction is I find a couple movies to compare it to um, mm-hmm. that have come out in, you know recently that will probably have a similar, I guess, similar box office return. And I compare a couple key stats, um, you know, regarding how well it does in its opening weekend, how well it does internationally versus domestically, how much the budget is. I compare these details, and I have come up with a way to guess the mm-hmm. uh, international box office, the domestic box office. And I guess also the foreign box office, but you know you can do the you can do the math and just subtract. Yeah, subtract, um, and then also opening weekend uh, domestic. So here's my prediction for Despicable Me three, or as I like to call it, Despicable Three. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So overall, internationally, my prediction is going to be eight hundred and twenty million which is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Not as much as Minions, but still not too bad. Not too bad at all. Yeah, that's pretty uh, cause, good. Because Minions is a huge, huge international overseas market. Mm-hmm. They have become less tired of those yellow banana creatures than us Americans have. Yeah. So, that being said, in the States... Uh, domestically, I have the prediction as 339, well, actually, let's round up, 340 million. All right. So, that is that number. So, that gives um, you, what, a little under 500 for international? Yeah, which is about right, about um, 40-something percent domestic. Mm-hmm. Low 40s. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I got. And then last but not least, for opening weekend, which is really the stat that we can look to and, uh, you know, compare right away, opening weekend, my prediction is 92 million. I'm rounding up a little bit, but it's 92 million. That being said, here is the disclaimer and me, you know, hedging my bets (laughs) just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, The budget for this movie has not been released or at least I have been able to find it it's tough as a college student with almost no resources to get some of this data yeah so because of that and because of a couple other factors that are still up in the air that I don't have access to this this prediction can go higher or lower or whatever mm-hmm. um, so I would say my range which is a pretty wide range. You still know what my prediction here is now. 
Yeah. But I would say, given if I give it, it's probably on the my prediction is probably on the lower end of the range. But I would say it's probably between eighty-five and one hundred and five million. Okay. Which that's a wide range, but um, that's because I don't know what the budget is and I don't know all these other details. Still, I'm banking on ninety-two million, and if I'm right, then go me. And if I'm not right, then it's because I don't know the budget and I don't know, you know, all that other stuff. So that is the best part about being able to hedge my bets. It's because I can be right no matter what. Damn straight. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right. That is, you know, first of all, it's very cool that you have this, you know, database slash prediction method. You know, it'll be interesting to see how, how you refine it going forward but you know yeah and, given your and track think, record refining it may only be slightly necessary so we'll, we'll see and i think you know probably the money maker of this whole idea is figuring out how to find the movies to compare mm-hmm. um figure out a way how to do that that doesn't involve you know looking through the list of every movie that's come out in the past three years and finding similar movies a way that you can do it you know sort it automatically yeah once I figure out how to do that, that's when I can, you know, start making some waves mm-hmm. uh, with this. That's, you know, we'll see yeah. where I can take it from that. But on top of that, that's where, our, you know, as a producer or hopeful producer one day, um, I want to figure out how I can use this data and use this to, uh, I guess, help help me in my job going forward to figure out how to... You know, use this to whether or not be help help deciding what movies to greenlight, mm-hmm. or you know decide, you know how to move forward with the movie. Whether we should make it you know kid friendly, more, you know, more for an adult audience, mm-hmm. whatever the deal is. So, we'll see. But we'll we'll see how uh, where this comes. And as we go forward in this podcast, I will keep you guys updated on how well I've done. How, how, how well my predictions have been and um if there's any new stuff to be heard about it so yeah so well i i think my ego's big enough i think we should probably <laughs> talk about something else something else yeah all right we'll talk about you know a little movie called cars 3 from these yes. people you might know them named pixar yes so I saw this just the other day. Uh, I I have seen it twice, Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit, you know, further away than than Ryan, but I saw it once. I guess opening night, that that Thursday night, and I liked it so much. I went back, saw it again, in a 4DX Regal's 4DX, where you sit in like a chair and it moves around, (laughs) and when you splash through water, it throws mist at you, and there's like. (laughs) You know, fog machines and oh my it, God. it's it's ridiculous. It's like it's like an amusement park ride, but yeah, for a feature length movie. <laughs> and I find myself in the demographic that is childish or childish enough to just love it, mm-hmm. um, but also adult enough to appreciate all the little tiny things that go into it. Yeah. Um, but and also won't get headaches by all the rocking and the. <laughs> And all that stuff, because mm-hmm. I could, and all the vibrations, and I could easily see someone getting a massive headache 
from this type of ride. Oh, yeah. Or movie experience. But it's awesome. It's yeah. so cool. I'm very jealous. Um, and I'm not only talking about 40X. I'm also talking about Cars 3. It's awesome and so cool and by far my favorite of the Cars movie. Absolutely. You know, th- I feel like they made this movie for me because it was just like everything I wanted out of a Cars movie. Mm-hmm. And like the storyline was like one of my favorite, you know, types of arcs. You know, mm-hmm. it had, you know, the emotions to it. It had the correct amount of Mater in it, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was really, really well done. You know, the story was great. I will admit, though, uh, I missed probably the first five minutes or so uh, due to a mix-up in my theater in which they sold me a ticket for the day after. And so uh, the the theater number was incorrect and so i was sitting in an empty theater for 15 minutes uh, i and... am very disappointed in your lack of lack of i don't know okay looking it up and looking at the signs in the movies and whatever. i did i i was very confused it said you know yeah but my ticket it's fine. said you know it's fine i can tell you exactly what happened in in, in the first five minutes okay so we open on a racetrack. Mm-hmm. Cars going room room. Actually, that's not true. That's not where we open. No. That would have been cool though if that was the beginning. Yeah. No, it begins with Lightning doing his you know whole mantra that speed. he is speed and yeah all that all that good stuff. He psychs himself up. The mater comes in say hey you got your race coming up and then they they race and it's like a whole feel good montage of him and. His racing buddy's doing well. When did you come back in? Um, I think after that first race. Uh, okay, so I'm assuming as... I think it was it was when Jackson Storm and Lightning McQueen were smack talking after the race. I think. Okay, so you you saw Jackson's like, or so you just missed Jackson's first race. Yeah. All right, so there was there was a tiny montage where you know Lightning and the Dynaco car and. Um, I forget what the other one, other car was, but the there there was like three cars that kept on, you know, not one upping each other, but like you know they were good friends and they were racing and they were happy and all that stuff. Okay. Then Jackson comes, and out of nowhere, wins a race. Mm-hmm. And then Jackson starts smack talking, and smack talking, and then the moment in the trailer that shook eight year olds, eight year old boys to their core. Mm-hmm. Lightning pushes himself a little bit too far. Wheel pops. Yeah. Well, minus the actual, the tire exploded. But yeah, it was. He didn't just, he just as dramatic, you know, yes. in theaters as it was watching that trailer for the first time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but, I mean that's not a spoiler because that was like the only thing in its teaser. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that being said, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I mean, let's go into non beat by beat, mm-hmm. uh, non spoiler section first. So we can talk about. Uh, I think the cast was really great. I mean, on top of all the you know cars regulars, mm-hmm. I think 
they did a really great job. Uh, Cristela Alonso as Cruz Ramirez was great. Uh, Nathan Fillion as Sterling. Mm-hmm. He, you know, played a perfectly dickish, uh, you know, manager. He did his part. Yeah, it's really across the board, you know, all the roles were great. And then, then Smokey, uh, to be honest, I forget the actor that did Smokey and the other old time cars. Yeah. Uh, Whoever did yeah. the, uh, the school bus. That was, they oh, must yeah. Have had tons yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that school bus. The school bus was cool. Whoever did a, uh, whoever did the Pizza Planet truck, mm, he was yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah, no, it was pretty Casting great. Was great. Um, I like across uh, the board. Also, Army Hammer is Jackson Storm. Ah, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, Leah Delaria. That's Miss Freighter. The school bus, um, and also Carrie Washington playing Natalie Certain. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, just across the board, great cast. But Pixar always has great cast. So yeah, yeah. that's nothing new. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, so the cast across the board was great. Um, I thought some of the scenes in this movie. I'm not entirely sure how much was released in the trailers because other than that first trailer, I haven't watched anything. Mm-hmm. But some of the scenes they have the craziest cars you know, scene in the middle of this movie. Yeah. It is, it's unreal. Uh, you know, we'll get into that a little bit more when we get to spoilers. But, like, also some of the stuff, you know, when I'm racing on some of the other tracks, it just, it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of the prettier car, you know, racing scenes. So, across the board, yeah. the aesthetics were great. Thought yeah, the direction I was, was great. I was very I impressed with all the, with the animation and just how much it's improved over the years. Because mm-hmm. any scene where there wasn't, or any shot where there wasn't actually a car in it, I swear it just looks like a picture of something. Yeah. Like, the textures are incredible. I mean, even with the cars, like, you can see the light changing as they talk and, like, how it mm-hmm. reflects off of their their mouth as it moves. You know. Yeah. It was really, really impressive. Yeah. You know, I, th- I thought it was really well done across the board uh, with just how pretty everything was. Oh, wait, I just realized you missed Lou. I missed what? You missed Lou. Yes. Lou. Lou? Oh, uh, Lou. Yes, the Pixar short. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. All right, I'm going to really go see it. I'm going to go have to see this movie again. Yeah. That's. Lou was really good. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything okay. about it. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but it was really good. All right. Really I'm going to have to go see it. Yeah. All right. Um, anything non-spoilery we can talk about? Uh, this is a really good movie. It's definitely better than Cars 2. Um, and I at least think it's better than Cars 1. Mm-hmm. You know. And it I seems like you agree. That. Yeah. Yes, and before we kick you out, we should tell you to like and subscribe this podcast, and like and subscribe to my other podcast on set with Errol Koenig, because mm-hmm. shameless plugs are fun. Yeah. Um, Follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yes. Um, and SoundCloud. Yes, all of those. Google Play. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Or iTunes, if you prefer. 
Uh, make sure you leave us a review. Um, again, we will read them on this podcast. I'm not kidding about it. Mm-hmm. We, we will do it. You just, you just have to write it. So I'm expecting at least one of Ryan's brothers to do that in the next week. And if not, mm-hmm. I'd be very disappointed in, the, in that in that family. So, And if you're wondering whether we're talking about you, the answer is yes. Yes. Kyle. Mm-hmm. All right. or, or not Kyle. It could be another one, too. Yeah. We will take any of them. Any yeah. Hunter brother. Yeah. Errol just doesn't like me. He's trying to audition you guys to replace me. That is true. Mm-hmm. Very true. And your audition can only be seen through reviewing this podcast. <laughs> yep. That's All right. how you apply. Okay. Now leave. Bye. 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 We don't want you anymore. I mean, we'll have you back later when you have seen the movie. Yeah. But for now. Yeah. So. Go. If you're listening now, you have seen the movie. Uh, or because... are a glutton for stupid movie watching spoilers. Yes. Which is stupid because this movie is great and you should go see it. Yes. But if you're listening now, you've already seen it. So. Good. Uh, yeah. This movie was awesome. Yeah. I thought everything was really cool, which is all stuff that we said in the non-spoiler section. Um, but I think first things first, let's get into the biggest spoiler of them all. Mm-hmm. Did you see that ending coming? Kind of. You saw but... Cruz Maria's taking over for lightning in the middle of the race? Mm, yes and no like i knew that i did not that you know he was going to end up being her mentor you know they were definitely building that up with you know them talking with Smokey and everything i mean i think you're right that being said that kind of just went over my head when i was watching it for the first time yeah i was not prepared for them to do it the way that they did but i knew it was coming in some form yeah, and you know, th- thinking about it, like I was entirely sure how I, you know, was how it was going in my head, but like, I kind of pictured, you know, instead of, you know, Doc being Lightning's mentor, it was being transferred over to Smokey, and I thought that that would be it. And also, in some sense, I thought like Cruz was kind of like a mentor to Lightning because she was, you know, his trainer, mm-hmm. in a sense, but. Yeah, I, I for some reason I just I didn't see it coming, and I was like, "Huh? Wait, are they doing it? They are doing it. Oh, this is amazing!" Yeah, it was really good. You know, I yeah. I am slightly disappointed because they did spend most of the movie building up, you know, McQueen versus Storm, and then we didn't really get an ending to that, but we got you know, Cruz versus Storm instead, and that was still pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I mean, I'm less disappointed in that because the movie. I mean, the beginning was lightning versus storm. Yeah. But once they got into, like, the heart of it, it was, you know, lightning trying to get back, trying to stay relevant. Yeah, it was lightning and, versus lightning. It, yeah, it was, it was lightning versus time, and he, you know, he eventually felt that, you know, he would be able to prolong his time, you know, do a better thing by passing the torch onto a younger driver and helping, helping her out. 
with mm-hmm. with her racing. Um, and yeah, I I did not see it coming. It was great when I saw it a second time. I did pick up on all of those tiny things that you know Ryan picked up on, mm-hmm. and it just made it so much better because I didn't pick up on them the first time. Also, there's tons of Easter eggs. Uh, oh, yeah. A113 is in it. That one's pretty obvious. Because mm-hmm. it's on Sterling's door. There's also the pizza plant a truck. Also relatively obvious. Yep. Because you see the, you know, the spaceship. Yeah. yeah. The rocket bounce through the stand mm-hmm. at the uh, Crazy 8 race. Yeah. Which, by the way, that Crazy 8 race was the, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Oh, it was. In a Cars movie. It was so good. It was amazing. And other Easter eggs, other Easter eggs they had in there. um, All of the, you know, Pixel, Pixar and Apple are very good friends, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, Uh, because Steve Jobs was one of the founders of Pixar. Yeah. So, you know, they've got. He he also created Apple in case you you were wondering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a smart dude. Yeah. What, so of course the they're using you know, using iPads and FaceTime or whatever. But then also, when Cruz brings the her her big electronic thing out to the beach, when mm-hmm. it turns on, it does the uh, you know the the Macintosh oh, yeah, that was fun. boot up noise, and that was also great. Yeah, I don't think I need to mention John Ratzenberger, who he played Mac like he did in the other movies, mm-hmm. um, and he's in every Pixar movie. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, when I watch it a third time, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for the Luxo ball. I know it's there. I just haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Pixar Easter egg hunts are one of the greatest joys about movie watching. <laughs> so great. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So, but I don't know. I, I really connected with this movie in a way that i feel like i should have with the first couple uh i i I agree and i think i have an explanation at least for me Mm -hmm. i mean do do, do you know why at least for you why you connected to this one more i mean i know why i did because you know this was much more of a well a couple things it was more of a racing movie and i you know was a track runner and so i understand a lot of the emotions and the feelings mm-hmm. that McQueen was going through. Um, yeah. But also my favorite story or plot arc is ones mm-hmm. where, you know, someone is trying to do something and get recognized for it and they keep getting knocked down and then they just come back and be so good that they can't be ignored like mm-hmm. that has always been the most resonant story for me and so i might have cried a little bit when you know cruise won and everyone was cheering her name yeah you know so the, it just hit all of my personal buttons and that was why yeah. i really really liked it yeah and, and for me i'm kind of similar i mean for cars one mm-hmm. it's at least for me it's tough to to it was tough for me to relate to lightning because I'm not some, or I, at least I, I've never viewed myself as some hot shot, you know, yeah. who's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, who wins it all, or at least in whatever, I guess you can compare to my life. I've never viewed myself as necessarily better than anyone else, although I sometimes 
act like that. It's just because, you know, it's fun to mm-hmm. act overtly cocky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that, that arc for Lightning is just something that I, not really that personal. Not, doesn't resonate with me that, you know, that well on a personal level. Yeah. Um, Cars 2, I don't think I need to mention it. Mostly about Mater and some weird spy stuff. I don't know. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, same. Um, although I want to see it again just so I can, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but for this third one, I'm really big on, you know, either friendship stories or, like, fa- family stories, like, in the sense of, you know, people coming together and forming, like, you know, a new type of family. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in this where lightning, like how, how, you know, Smokey was to Doc as Doc was to lightning as lightning yeah. is to cruise and just all that stuff. I mean, I'm not saying I also teared up uh, during, you know, some of those parts, but <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. definitely did get to me. And on top of that, Paul Newman, does the voice for doc yeah if you are unaware paul newman has been dead for years Mm -hmm. um what they did like he he, like after he he died you know shortly after the first car movies what they did is they had clips of him just you know either unused clips from the original cars or they had clips of when he was just talking about racing, yeah. you know, to John Lasseter when they were recording the first cars, they just had it and they had enough to like fill in all this stuff. So what they were talking about, you know, doc passing, there was also lots of stuff, you know, that resonates with like Paul Newman's passing and mm-hmm. just the parallels between that also got to me. And it's, yeah, you know, yeah, they did, they a did a really of, good job with that. Yeah, they, they did it in a way that, you know, on, t- on top of it, done in a really tasteful way, the family, Paul Newman's family, was super on board with it, mm-hmm. um, which is always great. Yeah. Uh, if, the, if the family is, you know, a, a supporter of, I guess, these posthumous roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's great. I yeah. thought that was handled really well. Mm-hmm. So, so Yeah. Did you have any nitpicks about the movie or things you didn't like so much? Um, probably. But as someone who is extremely biased towards anything Pixar, not that I can necessarily think of. Maybe if you, did you have any that might jog my memory? A couple. Um, hey, go ahead. One is, um, you know, McQueen's a racing car. You know, his whole one of the big jokes is that you know his headlights are stickers they're not real yeah um except apparently when they're driving through the woods and mcqueen has his headlights on oh well yeah so here is my retort to said nitpick Mm -hmm. that was a joke in the first one it was it was a joke in this one too though (laughs) I mean, just because Sally calls them stickers, it's just because he has stickers on his on his sides. And but his stuff. headlights are still stickers. But 
but <laughs> can next nitpick okay next nitpick um uh the way cars work um is when they are driving you know they are pushing on the ground to go fast uh mm-hmm. if you flip and your wheels are not on the ground you are not going fast and if you are driving you will always be going faster than if you are flipping you know because you're not pushing and so if you do a flip over your rival you don't you don't end in front of them you end behind them well here's the thing she did land behind him and when she landed she just then passed him and the reason why she was able to get so much speed it wasn't necessarily that she just bolted when she landed it's that jackson first of all when she flipped he kind of like lost balance a little bit too mm-hmm. then he was looking over his head saying oh my god she's flipping he's gonna slow down just to see what's going on then he's gonna be a little bit stunned because this is at the very end of the race he's gonna be paused for half a second as cruz takes it home is my retort to that whole flipping thing okay does it make I'll, perfect sense no but you know i'll, I'll think, buy that i'll buy that yeah. he was surprised and lost concentration for a second yeah yeah you take know, my, that my final nitpick is uh i how do cars slash racing work because if you're allowed to interchange cars in the middle of the race that implies that you know and they say like it's the number it's the entry that number that matters yeah. not the car itself uh but that implies that you know there's no strategic advantage to constantly replacing the cars so the cars don't tire or anything as they're so racing. here is here is my retort to that because mm-hmm. i think they actually have a good one for this one uh-huh in nascar i yeah. don't think you're allowed to change cars in the middle of a race yeah that sounds like a no-no mm-hmm. however i'm pretty sure you can change drivers. Yes. And because you can do that, that makes it okay. I mean, maybe and, I'm and, coming and, from this more as a track perspective, but like the car in in the car's world, obviously the car is doing the athletic, you know, thing here. And so you yes. know, if you're going to tag team this, that's a relay race. That's not a, you know, a straight normal so, race. I am coming this from the NASCAR side of it, mm-hmm. and because this it is it basically is NASCAR. Yeah, it's you know all the same rules. And I think they view each car as a person, not each car as a car, and they view the number as the car in this scenario. Yeah. But so if... I, I I I do understand technically. If the cars would switch, then they would have more juice or whatever. Yeah. But I think coming viewing like each car as a racer, not viewing each car as the race car, mm-hmm. that I think is they chose to take that logic over the non-racing, yeah. than the race car logic, which I can understand how that can get confusing and how that can get, you know, misconstrued and whatever. Uh, you know, and I, I understand why, you know, as as a track runner, 
you definitely see it more as you know each car is you know a, a racer when you can't in a mile run you can't switch or you can't switch out you know people if they keep the same number halfway through a yeah halfway through a race that doesn't make sense i i get that but i think they chose to take the logic of it's two drivers switching places rather than it's two cars switching places yeah so, so. i think that's that is my explanation of it mhm so so two for and three close enough yeah so, that's all my nitpicks. nitpicks. Um, uh, I did. Oh, I did have a nitpick. Uh huh. Um, I thought if I said that a nitpick would come. Turns out it hasn't. Um, well, let me retort you on that nitpick. It was a great movie, and there wasn't really any need to nitpick anything. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I generally don't pick up on a lot of these nitpicks because mm-hmm. I get re- I get into the movie, and you know, I'm I'm living in this world of the movie, and if they say as long as it's the same number they can switch, then I said, okay, sure, that's the rule, that's that's what they're going with. Yeah. So I don't really pick up on a lot of the nitpicks. At the same time, that's also why I don't pick up on a lot of the thematic you know elements of it such as you know the whole mentorship from lightning to cruise and how that was going to happen in the race and mm-hmm. you know like i picked up on it just not as much as i should have um so yeah so i think the nitpick is really more with myself than it was with cars 3 i just really like the movie it is really fun it you know i really you know, I, I could really relate to the cars. I think like, this is the first time that I really liked Lightning McQueen versus mm-hmm. like in Cars 1, he was a little bit, he wasn't really likable. Yeah. And in Cars 2, uh, the entire movie wasn't really likable. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so this is the first time I really liked Lightning. I also really liked Cruz. I think just across the board, the uses, the use of all the characters were done really well. Yeah. And I was just happy with how it turned out. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. It was by far the best Cars movie. You know, we finally have mm-hmm. a real sympathetic main character, which goes a long yeah. way to making a good story, as it turns out. Preach. Mm-hmm. So, that's my thoughts. It's a great movie. Go see it again. Yes. And apparently because I need to all go see all the short. You should have seen it, so see it again. And mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Lou, you should see Lou, because that also is just... Heart, heart melt, heart warming. It melts your heart. So, I don't know, one of those. Yeah, my heart will Pic- be, you know, Pixar. It's B Y O E. Bring your own expression. <laughs> For it. Sure. Know, it's, yeah, Lou is really well done. I. Yeah, I liked it. Yep. Um. So yeah. See cars, right. but on top of that, you will remind you again, like. And subscribe, and follow, and review, and do all that good stuff to mm-hmm. onset with Errol Koenig. <laughs> it's very important. But also, you should do that for a cop monologuing. Like, subscribe, follow, review, rate, share with friends. Tell your uncle yep. about it. Uncles yeah. love this type of stuff. 
just a fact. I, I, I would assume so, because, you know, everyone likes this kind of stuff. Yeah, but uncles especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next and... time. Caught monologuing. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye.